0: This is Danny Jessen, and you're listening to the Tivity Podcast. Thank you for coming to join me. Today's podcast features a special guest. I have DeAndre Sanders. He is a rising actor and music artist that also goes by the stage name of Trey Sands. How are you today, DeAndre? I'm
1: doing great. How about
0: yourself? I'm doing well. Thank you. Um, So before I get started, I just kind of want to hit on the stage name. I know you told me that you go by Dre Sands, but you used to go by a different
1: name.
0: <laughs> Tell me about that other name that you had formerly, and why you changed it?
1: Well, back in my freshman year of college at Lewisburg College, when I first started doing music, I went by the stage name of Lyrical Leo. Ooh! Was not the best at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm,
0: you know, I love astrology, so it's so interesting that you went by lyrical, lyrical Leo. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I, I was, I wasn't big on astrology. I just realized that I was a Leo, yeah. and I like lions. But then I realized quickly, nobody gets hype off the name lyrically. No. Yo. So I quickly changed it to Dre Sands, which is a combination of the beginning of my first and last name. And I looked it up. I noticed no other artists had yeah. that name. But you know, a lot of artists be coming out and they realize that the name is already taken. Either whether it's Lil in front of each name yeah. or Baby in front of the name or something like little that. Little
0: and Baby have been overused. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, indeed.
0: Okay, so that's interesting. So the lyrical Leo, were you supposed to be like raw, like ah, like when you got on stage, it's like ah, I'm about to come as a lion on the lyrics.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it wasn't even like that. It just I was very I was very good at writing lyrics because I started poetry before I even started music, and I realized that uh, what is it, music was just poetry, but to a beat, no matter what genre it is. So, so I just like lyrical Leo. At first, because it kind of went hand in hand till I quickly realized that I needed to change it. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: well, I'm glad that Joy Sands is working for you um, and that it's getting the people Is it getting the people live? Oh, Do you most feel definitely. like people get live off, off of that? Because I would get live <laughs> off of Lyrical Leo. Because like, I would be like, oh, snacks, it's supposed to be a, you know, but whatever. I'm glad that you like it and it's working for you. Um, So I'll tell you a little bit about how I like to start the shows. Um, here on Cel Tiffany and the first thing I like to do is learn about you and your passion so we kind of gave the listeners some insight of you being an actor and a music artist. what would you say how would you sum up your passion like if you had a few words to say about your passion this is my passion what would you say
1: My passion for the arts with this acting or music is summed up in two bullet points acting allows me to play different roles and escape the life that i live not saying that i don't love the life that i live it's just i can play a doctor i can play a lawyer i can play a superhero i can play a villain i can play anything to my capability if i put the hard work into it and the grind and the discipline into it the second part is whether it's music or acting conjoined I use the arts to break the negative connotation of black culture. Ooh. So that's gotta... my main that's my main uh statement when it comes to why I do this. Oh
0: good. So how did you know like what was that moment when you knew that you could identify this as your passion? Was there any particular experience? Because I know like when I started in um uh, high school and I started to do plays, it was the someone coming up to me after the show, you know, and more people coming up to me after the show and seeing how they felt or me, you know, or just having, like, some type of reaction. That was what, That's how, you know, my little thing started. Yes, indeed. What would you say was your moment or your experience that...
1: My personal moment was after I broke my leg in a basketball game my sophomore year at Southeast Valley Magnet High School. I was laying on the couch for about a month. I was getting college looks... And I realized I went from like 220 to like 180 over a month because I was laying on the couch. And it made me realize, I feel as if this was a revelation for me as a person because I realized everybody isn't LeBron James. Mm Everybody isn't Serena Williams or Tiger Woods. Everybody doesn't have the mindset to invest in multiple businesses. If you injure yourself, they're going to move on to the next person. No matter if you moved your family to a whole other state to play for this team, whatever. So I had to realize I had to have a backup plan. I wasn't the smartest in math. I'm not even going to lie like I was. So when I started doing poetry and I started doing music, I taught myself how to DJ and I taught myself how to music do. I didn't have a job. I didn't have money. So I only taught myself how to do that stuff under my own mindset and such things of that nature. And then when I got in the theater, I started realizing it was fun. At first, I was made fun of tremendously by my (laughs) basketball teammates. I lived a literal high school musical life, running from practice, to the theater, back and forth. But then I realized one day, this woman came up to me and she asked me, "Do you play basketball?" And then I really started racking it up in my head how many times people kept coming up to me, and I was getting annoyed by it. Cause yes, I'm tall, yes I have an athletic physique, but I was always wondering, can I be something besides an athlete? Right. Because that's all they expect black men of my stature to be that make their living with a ball in their hands whether it's a basketball or football baseball or something of that nature and i just wanted to uh what is it i just wanted to get into a field that was totally out of the realm of what you would expect me to be in and not only that well what society would want me to be in and not only that but something that would allow me to help my culture the mm-hmm. black culture and I can do that through music and acting because music is a huge influence on black culture
0: it no, is no matter
1: where it's hip-hop or R&B so I tell myself I wanted to get into acting and not just have to play the thug role yeah like continuous or playing a security guard or hood dude or right. just a gangster or drug dealer I can play the executive at a CEO Ooh. office a lawyer or what is it, such things in that nature. I don't just want to have to play a slave extra such yeah. of such things that nature. And that's what I loved about it so much because, like I said, it allows me to live a different life. All I have to do is just study the lines for two and a half months yeah. and I can live that life for a week and then move on to another one. It's so. exciting.
0: I definitely love um, the energy, especially being on stage. Um, mm. Just that you really do embody that character, you know? Mm. Um I remember one time I was supposed to give a speech for, like, high school, and I was actually nervous. Like, I I act, you know, but then there's me, and I feel like myself is a little bit more introverted than my acting self. So, like, I was nervous in the beginning, and I heard someone's mama in the background go, Go ahead and take your time, baby. So I just started laughing (laughs) (laughs) because she's like, We in church right now. And it just then I shifted that energy to acting, you know what I mean? So it kind of helps me be the character I need to be for that moment. So I definitely I vibe when you that. say that. Alright, so we're gonna play some well, I have some activities for
1: you. Oh, we're about to play some games. Yeah,
0: we're gonna play some
1: games. Uh, stand up, yes. <laughs>
0: Alright, so I so I titled this segment Make this script, right? So let me just explain how it works. I'm going to give you the scenario and after I read the scenario, you have like 30 seconds to give your script, right? What are you gonna say in response to this scenario? This is for the first one. All right. Okay, are you ready? Yes, indeed. Okay, let's go. You've been with your partner for two years and you have an argument about a burnt toast. It lasts for like one hour. After the argument, your partner wants to end the relationship. What is your script? You got thirty
1: seconds. Well, you got to act, act it out. Yeah, you
0: just can't talk.
1: Why you can't. are you trying to break up over some toast? Like, are you serious? I can understand like me breaking like a a very like family heirloom that you probably kept in the house, or me even cheating on you. But some toast? Like, I know women love food, but jeez, you want to break up with me because of some toast? Not even some chipotle. Some toast, not Olive Garden. Some toast, not even what is it? A $5 foot loan from Subway. Some toast? I can't do this. I gave you my life. I gave you my heart. You want to break up with me over some toast? Jeez.
0: Mm. I can,
1: you could just flip it over, scrape it off if you wanted to. The burnt part, like, i give you my heart, girl, over some toast?
0: All right, time's up. I actually didn't really time it, but I'm pretending the time is up now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so good. You played it. Yay. Okay, so this is what you're going to do now. You have 30 seconds. To sell me happiness now, I am to sell, you happiness. To sell me happiness, okay. right? So I'll give you a background of who I am right now, cause you, cause I'll be, you know, you know, your dummy for this, ex, you know, experience. Or, I won't say dummy. You're smarty. Never mind. That's yeah, work. <laughs> I am going to play, you know, the person that you're speaking to. Okay. You're gonna sell me happiness. I haven't been happy for. 18 years, you have 30 seconds, sell me happiness.
1: I don't understand why you have not been happy for this long, like, look at you, (laughs) you are a Nubian queen, (laughs) and I always tell myself there are too many beautiful black women to go outside my race, but you need to wake up and look in the mirror and tell yourself, my God, do you know how many people would kill to be? Not just because of my physical feature, just because of my mind, my intellectual mentality. Like, you a queen. I knew me a queen. You should walk like it. Because there ain't nothing better than self-confidence. And if you don't have confidence in yourself, then nobody will even perceive you as having confidence. And that's where insecurity lies in. Please just keep walking with a smile on your face because I promise you, somebody <laughs> I'm so
0: sorry. All right, time's up. Was I sold? Nope. Verdict. I wasn't sold. Right. No, I'm just
1: joking.
0: <laughs> you sold me happiness. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it <an> out. <laughs> I, like I was not sold, ladies and gentlemen. Let uh, the record be sold. <laughs> or was that, what is it? Let the record be told. Is that yes, how you say it? Yes, okay. Yes. Let the record be told. I was not sold happiness today. All right. I got one more. I got one more um, activity for you. Okay. Got two out of three. You've been, or maybe one out of two. <laughs> You've been given the opportunity to perform a commercial jingle for Taco Bell. The jingle is to promote self-love as well as Taco Bell's new crunchy, bunchy health smoothie. I'm going to take you, give you a few seconds. And in 10 seconds, I need you to sing your jingle for Taco Bell's self-love initiative and their sales product crunchy bunchy health smoothie okay
1: self-love crunch. Self love crunchy crunchy
0: crunchy crunchy like
1: all right crunchy
0: crunchy bunchy health smooth okay i'm about to give you some hints right. you just make the you just make the um so i'm gonna give you 10 seconds to kind of get your jingle together and you have to sing it
1: all right
0: that's all cool. right so you're like because you're into music
1: you like I'm just trying to remember the name of the smoothie. Crunchy, all
0: right, I'll let you write it down. <laughs> crunchy bunchy health smoothie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> A crunchy bunchy. Health
0: smoothie. Alright, and then you also have to mention self-love and it's for Taco Bell. And if you do well, maybe I'll tell Taco Bell about this podcast and they'll be like, you know what? We need a crunchy, bunchy health smoothie. I don't
1: know if they want a spokesperson that ain't eat their stuff in almost two years, but you know.
0: All right. (laughs) Here we go. And five, four, three, two, one
1: if you want some self-love try a crunchy bunchy hell smoothie from taco bell
0: you just read everything
1: i just said and suck it <laughs> there was no oh my creativity God.
0: No creativity. Look, I, was,
1: I was thinking of reading it and keeping <laughs> in the time frame.
0: Alright, I'm gonna give you one more chance. You gotta make this creative. You have to you, you can't just sing the song and then you can just get away through life just singing. Well, you need the creativity part. Let's do this. I'm giving you I'm gonna give you 15 seconds this time to get yourself together. I need some type of creative.
1: Alright.
0: Creativity here. Alright. Alright? You ready? Yes indeed. Okay, and five. Four, three, two,
1: one. Love yourself, crunchy bunchy. Love yourself, crunchy bunchy. Love yourself, crunchy bunchy. Hell smoothie from Taco Bell.
0: Perfect. (laughs) Okay, you got two out of three in our activity moment on the podcast. Okay, so we are about to switch gears a little bit. And.
1: What gear are we in right now? Reverse, neutral, drive.
0: Mm, we are in.
1: What's hmm. it stick shift?
0: Um, I would say neutral. neutral. I would say neutral. And we'll take it. And it's going to be neutral because we're going to take it where it needs to go from there. Okay? okay. So, I'm an advocate for mental wellness, just people, you know, taking care of themselves. And we recently had a conversation about mental wellness and your relationship to it, right? Yes, I um, So, I'm going to pose a question and hopefully you know what I mean when I say this because I didn't actually prep you for this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me about the summer of
1: 2017. Well, the summer of 2017 was an interesting one. I was nearing my, what is it? I was nearing my summer of my first upperclassman year at the University of North Carolina, Charlotte. I was entering my junior year. And it was two days, two to three days before the first day of school. And I woke up in the hospital. Didn't know what was going on. I was totally scared, because I thought I was dreaming at first. But then I woke up and my mother and my brother was there. My dad was out of town, unfortunately, because he works out of town sometimes. But my mom said, I had a seizure in my sleep. I didn't know what was happening. I told her to give me more information. And she told me that when I was a child, I had about two to three seizures when I was a baby. And then the doctor came in uh, about 10 minutes after I woke up and said, uh, epilepsy, you have been diagnosed with epilepsy. He said it in a respectful, just warming way. But I was still kind of shook about it because I didn't know what epilepsy was. I wanted to know if it's something you could die from. But he didn't really tell me that at the moment. He just said epilepsy is something that you can have at a certain part of your life and it can go away for a long time and never come back again or it can happen continuously. And he said, what is it? This is one of those cases where it came back. So he said it could go away or it could stay with me. He just said, as long as I'm not like doing a lot of such things as like, what is it? Stressing my stressing myself out a lot, which is going to happen regardless. But yeah. uh, it just being diagnosed with epilepsy has kind of changed my, not even kind of, ultimately changed my life since that day. Yeah. And uh, that's what happened the summer of 2017, the ending summer of 2017.
0: All right. So you say it changed your life in what way, or maybe a couple of ways. If if it's more, did it change your life
1: well, what exactly? Of the One of the ways it changed my life, it allowed me not to take every day for granted. I know that's like a common phrase that's always said throughout life, but it it forced me not to take it for granted even more because I realized that I'm a young guy and I always just told myself, let me just make it to 21. After I was diagnosed that summer, I was just praying that I made it to 21 so I could do at least a good amount of stuff I wanted to do in my life. But um, it also told me, uh, what is it, that I can do a lot of things and keep doing it despite having that, uh, what is it, having that mental disorder. And they just told me as long as I take two pills a day, like one in the morning and one in the night, uh, I wouldn't have to experience seizures. Unfortunately, since that summer, I've experienced about five Three of them were because I ran out of my refills but that's only if I go like a good five days without taking mm-hmm. my pills but it really changed my life on that aspect of doing everything and dare and don't put it off it forced me to put in a long, like a harder drive for my discipline and my dedication towards music towards acting and even towards my uh what is it my health physical wise because you know I've always been healthy physically because I did basketball on track throughout my whole life it forced me to just stay healthy because being out of shape won't help it at all so yeah. it forced me to stay in the gym even more than I already do so those have been the biggest influences
0: so you you said you made a statement earlier that you just wanted to make it to 21 is there a limitation on it did they tell you like people usually don't make it to a certain age why did you why did you make that statement or have that feeling
1: but the doctors my original doctor and two neurologists said there's really no age i just came up with that on my own i just told myself i want to make it to 21. i just want to be able to do everything or reach the goals that i could receive at an early age in the field in the fields that i am now which is acting and music and that was just a personal goal of mine because i do admit when it the 2018 year the year 2018 last year was the second hardest year I had of my life behind the year that I had when I broke my leg in high school only because I was fighting with a constant battle of being scared to go to sleep because I went to this one neurologist in Charlotte when I was attending there because I couldn't just go home mm-hmm. to go to my regular neurologist because there's too much money going back and forth. And the doctor started off the appointment saying this is something you can die in your sleep from. Why a neurologist or a doctor in general would just start off, uh, what is it? A, what is it appointment like that I don't okay. understand like you can say that but you could have eased it in to the to the uh, session or to the conversation but he just started off like that and ever since then still it does affect me in some way but ever since then I was on the fritz for the whole year 2018 of being scared to go to sleep and I kind of forced myself to stay up yeah. because <laughs> I felt like if I go to sleep I'm not going to wake up mm. i force myself to just stay up studying my lines even if i already had them rehearsed. i force myself to just do music and just make beats or just sing and just stay up and just do stuff just so i wouldn't go to sleep and even though the doctor said that it's not going to help because if you're not getting enough sleep then it's not going to have your mind being processed the right way because adults yes. should get about what is it seven to eight hours of sleep and uh No, six or seven hours of sleep, and I was only getting, like, four hours because I would go to sleep at, like, 3 a.m., knowing I had practice at 7 a.m. in the morning. I didn't care because I was just like, I want to get the most out of this day as much as I can if I end up dying.
0: So, I don't know too much about it, to be honest. Um, Is there... Do people just not want... Do day? Are people known to just not wake up with this, like, often? Or can you take your medicine, and if you are consistent with your medicine, you can live a long life?
1: Well, to hit the two points of that, when I went to my appointments, when my two to three first original appointments, the doctor told me a lot of people that I found be epileptic don't know until they end up waking up in the hospital. So they might've had it when they were young or they might not have had it at all and they just end up having a seizure. And that's what the doctors would tell me. They said like a lot of people just end up, it sporadically just came upon them and they might've had a seizure as a kid. They might, have, Their parents might've known or their guardians might've known or may not have known. But like, they, like I said, it's something that can go away and come back a long time down the road in their life and when it comes to my pills, the doctor said it totally comes down to just me taking my pills every day. They said it can go away. It can go away instantaneously. But that's just... So people
0: generally like still live. It's not like... Yeah, people generally still okay. live. It's
1: not like a end-all type like of Like one day,
0: you know, yeah. you, one day you might not. But you just kind of had those type yeah. of thoughts when yeah. you first heard it.
1: Yeah, most definitely. They said now nah, you can die in the middle of a, a seizure. There's that possibility. Or you can like... You have you can have the same experiences as if you would have a stroke. Okay. And thankfully, I my whole left side of my body has not went out numb or something. The most I experience when I have these seizures is my jaw clenches. My jaw clenches, and I end up having like a big like mark on my tongue for like a couple of days because I start shaking in my seizure. I'm told like this was happening. I don't know that this is happening. I'm just this is just notes I've received from like my mom when it happened. When my mom told me it happened in my sleep one time. And when uh, this young woman uh, told me that happened. Yeah. But she was staying in my room two times. Uh, from a woman from my past love life. Oh, no, that's uh,
0: right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, were there any moments where, you know, so you had the epilepsy, right? And And yes. um, you kind of, I don't know, were there any moments where you felt maybe... Discouraged, or were there any dark moments, or did you just take everything, like you said earlier, and put it all into your art? Did you have any moments where it brought on other, um life for lack of a better words, like mental?
1: Yes, indeed. I'm gonna start on the darker side and then lighten it up to the more positive, positive side of it. Okay. It was two moments this past year, not 2019, but the following year, 2018. I went through a sense of just drinking alcohol. I'd never been a drinker at all. I didn't start drinking till like my mm-hmm. sophomore year of college when I transferred to UNCC. And it's just, I never wanted to smoke. Yeah. I, probably me and my brothers always promised our father we would never smoke. Plus, I'm an athlete. I don't want to get a heart attack trying to go for a dog. But, right. um, yeah. I'd use alcohol to allow me to escape from the life that I was living. Everything was going good, like my music and my acting. It was just me personally. I always used to just throw like little mini kickbacks in my suite just to be around my fellow acting friends and my friends in general, because I wanted to be around them because I knew when they leave, I'm gonna be chilling by myself in my dorm. And even though I had sweet mates, I was cool with them. I always kept my dorm locked because I always told them, if you hear a big, like, thud on the ground, I probably fell off my bed and I'm having a seizure. Mm. So I just went through these dark faces, just always just drinking. This was for like a good two and a half months straight because I liked the sense that alcohol put me in, which was like, I was able to escape reality and just being like a tipsy, heavily tipsy mindset because if I was going to, like I said, if I was going to die, I'd rather just enjoy myself tonight. And if I'm, me drinking ain't going to really, at the time I thought me drinking ain't going to really do anything because I've already got a disorder, me drinking, drinking alcohol just going to do nothing but just, what is it, make it quicker. I just, I was telling God because I'm a heavy believer in Christianity, but uh, I was telling God i'd rather he just take me now because i don't want to get deep in i don't want to get deep into my life change a lot of people's lives change my family's lives have a wife have kids and then i just die in the middle of my sleep i rather just get it done with now before i begin a family before i get into my career so my death won't heavily impact people's lives yeah and the second thing uh the second dark moment was i was doing a uh, Rehearsal for William Shakespeare's 12th night in my university, which I was one of the uh, roles in the Sebastian And I remember before the rehearsal, it was one of the rehearsals before the opening night And I went there tipsy, because was, this was during the time where I was going through all that stuff And I really didn't care, because I was just like, man I was going through stuff in my love life, and I was just like heavily annoyed And I ended up breaking down backstage, like I was just like, I was just like hallucinating and it no, didn't even have anything to do with like my epilepsy. It was just me just being under alcohol. And I just started like crying. And my friends were telling me, my Black Kings group, because they a lot of them were in the show as well. They build, they were building me up in the back hallway. They were like, DeAndre, we're not going to let you do this to yourself because you mean a lot to a bunch of people. They were like, we only know you for like a year and a half. And you like changed so I, a lot of our mindsets towards Acting and music, and it was like you got too much going for yourself for us to allow you to succumb to any type of drink or drug or narcotic or such things of that nature. And they literally, they forced me. They they forced me that they really make me look in the mirror. They gave they all gave me advice on like my love life, my life, and just telling me how much I mean to people.
0: How did it feel to have that support?
1: It really felt great because I never them being. Two of them were, like, my same size, like, looked like me. When I first got in the theater, dudes didn't look like me. I'm not going to put the stereotype out there of what they all, what the media to <laughs> portrayed theater. Yeah, I, gosh, yeah, I know. Like. But, yeah, it was, just, it was just really nice to have dudes that looked like me that wasn't always talking about theater. When we got outside the theater, we talked like regular guys, had yeah. fun and stuff. But then, that's when I realized they were my legit brothers, and that's why I formulated the Black Kings group, because we're black kings. I don't want to subjugate any race. It's just we're black men yeah. and we're black kings. And they really changed my life at the theater department, because I just I just felt as if when I got into that department, I wasn't given the same opportunities as everybody else. Because I was the only one that looked like there at the time. My Black Kings people in the group didn't come until a year and a half after I transferred there. So I was a lone wolf there for that first year and a half. Wasn't treated the best. I'm not going to act like I was, but I'm not going to throw any dirt on the name. It's just my personal experience. And they really changed my life because they allowed me to not just have fun or what is it? Just being with other Black men, just in general, like just having a good time. But enjoying the arts because, or enjoying the feel that men like us aren't really looked at to be in. And they allow me to enjoy that environment and not feel (laughs) subjugated. Like, even if I did feel subjugated, if I just wanted to go uh, or isolate, if I just wanted to go enjoy myself in theater department, I would go find one of them. And Lord knows, let us all be together. It would just be like, it would be like Boys in the Hood. It would it'd be like Craig and Dada. It would be just, just like that. So.
0: You silly. So I think, I mean, it's so beautiful that you experienced that and that you were surrounded by other black men. And it feels like you have a, the type of connection where you can talk to them freely about your story or how you feel and things like that. And I feel like there's this there's a stigma. You know, with saying things like how I, how I feel when you're a man. You know, um, do you feel like that with the friends that you have? Like, you can you all of you guys talk freely, or do you feel like you just talk and everybody kind of listens and supports you? Or how do you feel like your experiences with your friends when it comes to being male, in black, and then talking about your feelings or talking about depression or talking about you know even your disorder?
1: Well, initially we all met each other at different gaps. We all met each other in the same year, time year, time frame that year, and we all ended up being in the same show, The Wiz Musical. Okay. Ironically. But <laughs> we all kind of like molded within one another to form the Black Kings group. And it's like we were all testing out each other to see, okay, is it cool? Yeah. If we would say this to one another. We wanted to know if like I hate to say the stereotype, but like are you, like, what they say to us, like, heavily urban? Or are you more of a, like, are you very, like, what is it? Like, secluded, isolated from people? Like, do you, like, do you only show your black side when you're around black people? Then you want to be all formal and proper when yeah, you're yeah, around yeah. So other people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody person? has
0: different faces.
1: Yeah. But eventually throughout the process of the Wiz musical, which we were all around each other for like four to five months straight. Dance rehearsals, singing rehearsals, acting rehearsals. And sooner or later, we all knew we were going to end up clicking because we were all like the same height. We all like enjoy the same stuff. And it just, we all just like end up talking to each other at different times, during breaks and stuff like, man, I don't feel like doing these dance rehearsals today. I don't feel like picking this person up. Doing salsa stuff, the Soul Train line. You know we love Soul Train. I was coming from basketball practice, yeah. going into rehearsal. They was just coming from their dorms. Nothing, nothing, nothing against them. It just. I was doing like heavily workouts before that yeah. and I used to just make jokes and I remember one of the first ones, Dylan Ireland, amazing, phenomenal actor and saxophonist. That brother is going to be the next Chadwick Boseman. I, I hear promise that.
0: You. Put him out there. Yeah. Say his name again so people uh, can look Dylan him up.
1: Dylan Ireland, one of the kings of the black <laughs> kings currently going to University of North Carolina at Charlotte. Check him out. Okay. But I remember I was doing, we just got done with doing the uh, Soul Train line dance and they gave us like a 10, 15 minute break. And this is my first time going up talking to him. I met him prior, though, at the auditions. And he came up to me and said, what is it? Nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. I, I I think he thought I was going to be like, hey, what's good, bro? Yeah. Now nah, I wasn't like that. I was like, "Oh, are you doing, man? Uh nice to meet you he was like he heard so much about me from other people but he never met me until that day but then when i came up to him what is it during the break i'll just be honest with you i was just trying to find another black dude to make a joke with yeah and i went up to him and he and i said i forgot what i said let's just say something i can say over here it ain't nothing disrespectful (laughs) just i can't say it on the podcast yeah that's fine
0: thank you for respecting
1: the the
0: platform
1: and he was like what he said he was like man dog. I feel you. I thought I was the only one feeling that way. And never since then, we were just we just became friends. And then I met Aaron Allen, who's a comedian, also who got recruited for Wildin' Out, as well as myself, who graduated from University of North Carolina, North Carolina at Charlotte as well. Ooh, good point. So,
0: you just mentioned Wildin' Out. Congratulations. Oh,
1: thank you so right? much. Right? I wow, know that man. has to be
0: so exciting to be like, I'm going to be on Wildin' Out. Oh, it was,
1: it was awesome. I was quite frankly surprised that i got in not uh after the fact it's before I was like why am i doing this this is more for comedians but then when i saw the audition thing it said calling all comics people to do improv rappers and singers yeah. i was like okay i'm not a comedian okay. but i definitely can do improv i'm an actor and i rap and i sing so i yeah. got that on my side and when they told me usually when it comes to the and out stuff they do games to put people in situations That add to their strengths. Okay. So they're not gonna put a rapper in a comedic thing if they know that's not their strengths. They're gonna put them in like those rap games or those singing games. Now I realized when I went to auditions, that's what they had me do. My friend Aaron Allen, they made him do like a little stand-up comedic thing for about like two, three minutes. And he murdered that. If I was put into that. I would my yeah, face. you probably would face. suffer. <laughs> <laughs> but, if they were putting him in the singing and the rapping part, he would suffer. Yeah. And like I did, I flourished in it. And yeah. they really liked me and his vibe because we know known each other for about two years now. We're like brothers. Right. Even though he's light-skinned. But, uh, well, you can still be brothers. <laughs> yeah. In- <laughs> I know light-skinned parents with, with
0: dark-skinned babies.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I made that joke with him all the time. See, that's why you didn't get in the
0: <laughs> comedic part because that wasn't even a good joke. <laughs>
1: But yeah, uh, it was. They said they liked me and his vibe because it, they like they they realized that we catapulted off of each other. We tag team. We didn't tell them at the time we graduated from the same university. We just mm-hmm. had them thinking like, oh, we were just good at that moment and yeah. we were good with just with each other. That's what we had them thinking. Right. But, and then realize you graduated from the same university. We told him after the fact.
0: <laughs> well, that's phenomenal. And this, yeah. I mean, I just want to reiterate the fact that I just think it's beautiful to have that brotherhood, you know, um, and to be able to be a black man and to express yourself, to go after what you want. You know what I mean? I just I just want to say thank you for doing that, because I, f- I feel like you can really um have an impact on young boys, you know, younger than you, you know what I mean? And, and showing them things, like, and even just coming on the show and, and just sharing um, how you felt during that time, you know, it could help someone that's younger not feel like it's a stigma, you know what I mean? Like, we all are going through different types of emotions, especially in the type of world that we live in, you know what I mean? Um, so, I just want to say thank you for being here and actually being here, like, being here and being you. You know what I mean? Coming through, following through, being a star. You know what I mean? <laughs> the star that you are. You. Um, and so I'm going to um, direct us to the close because I have to use my transition to, <laughs> to help me do my podcast. <laughs> All right. So before the podcast, I had you do um, a self-activity sheet. And I'll explain the self-activity sheet to those out there listening. So I break up... Um, the self-activity statements, which is an affirmation and an action statement combined into four different elements. And that's air, fire, water, and earth. And what I had DeAndre do was create a, I, I mean, a self-activity statement for each element. So we're going to go over those with DeAndre and see what he came up with. All right. So for your first self-tivity statement as air what did you put
1: for my air statement my air self-tivity statement i know that i am making a pathway for my personal success by making my own journey with the knowledge i have built in my respective fields of the arts
0: perfect okay so for your fire statement what did you say
1: for my fire self-tivity statement i put i will break the negative connotations of black culture through the arts
0: Awesome! That was such a good self-tivity statement for a fire sign. Thank you. And you are a fire sign. Look at you. Okay, so let's go for the water. What did you put?
1: For my water self-tivity statement, I put, I desire to be a generational influence for my culture, then my country, then my world.
0: Okay, so now you have to add an action. How will you do that?
1: I will do that. I will do that. By providing, what is it? By providing models, Mm. by providing examples and models, not only for myself, but my peers to people younger than me that will not only, what is it, change my generation now, but change it for future generations.
0: Mm good that was good for being on the spot right (laughs) (laughs) all right so your last um self-tivity statement is for earth what did you write
1: for my earth self-tivity statement i put i use aspects such as influences and experiences throughout my life and others past and present to produce my vision of society and the world through my craft of the arts
0: okay i'll take that perfect well the andre sanders remember the name because he's out there walling out i don't tell me we done please don't
1: tell me we, we are
0: so done we oh. wrapping this up like you we're wrapping it up
1: i paid 500 for this
0: <laughs> what lies i paid
1: 500 for this
0: lies i should be getting paid 500 for this <laughs>
1: If I get rich, I'll just throw 5000 your way. Yeah,
0: when you get rich, please remember the self-tility name. Remember Danny Jessen. Remember all my little things out there that I'm trying to put out there. Will. And just throw it to our initiatives. <laughs> like, we want to support you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That I really feel like it's important for us to support one another and just talk to one another. And that's, that's really what I'm passionate about. You know, just seeing people be passionate is inspiring to me. And I'm just... So thankful to be around so many of these great people that I've been coming across, and we've been doing this reading together for a play. And Dwayne,
1: I just indeed,
0: yes. And you are rocking it out. <laughs> I know for sure that you will make it, and you gotta remember the well, you know what? I'm gonna make it too. <laughs> oh, most
1: definitely. Because when you started reading, because you know, I'm the last person to start reading in the play, yeah. I was so myself, match her energy. I was like, really? her energy, yeah. Good. you brought that fire in y'all tit for tat. Yeah, I
0: try to, you know. (laughs) But, you know, it is what it is. I'm just working my way through, finding myself, you know. But I just want to just say again that, you know, you're an excellent example, man of color, you know, and keep doing what you do. Yes,
1: indeed.
0: And the world will just support you because you have that energy that needs to be supported.
1: I hope that makes sense. Does that that make sense to
0: you? It makes sense to me.
1: Oh, no, it makes sense to me as well. Okay, good.
0: All right, well, thank you again for being here. Thank you all for listening. If you have any questions about today's show, you can use a little messenger on the Anchor app, and I can get them to DeAndre. And DeAndre can also be located on the social media platforms. You want to share how people can find you out there
1: oh most definitely this is branding right here it is branding (laughs) hello my name is deandre sanders i also go by the stage name of dre sands my instagram is d-r-e-s-a-n-d-s underscore t-h-e-s-p-i-a-n-m-u-s-i-c Dre Sands underscore thespian music. I've forgotten to mention my music brand for all my music is thespian music. A thespian is an actor, and that's why I modeled my brand after thespian music, because I incorporate acting into all of my live performances.
0: Yes, put it out there. Yes, Promote indeed. yourself, yes.
1: On my Snapchat, <laughs> I couldn't change the name, because I didn't feel like re-adding a bunch of people, and forgive the name, because this is when I was in my baller phase. Wow. It is DeAndre underscore balling. B E A N D R E underscore B A L L I N. You'll see my Bitmoji with some headphones on, a nice clean shade beard, even though my beard ain't come in yet, and uh, <laughs> a nice Nike fit black jacket.
0: Even though that would
1: right. be like $100 in person, but Bitmoji is free. But my Facebook is just good old DeAndre Sanders. So please, if you follow me, repost if you can. If you don't want to repost, because you know there are people out there that just open their stuff and don't do nothing. Ain't that crazy? Yeah, just it's comment. Kind of, just what's comment going on, on with that? Me. I don't know. I tell people this. I'm going to do
0: a show about that because I want to investigate. Like, yeah. what's really happening? Like.
1: They only, the only repost stuff if everybody else is. Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: We should be, like... Advocates for social media changes that support, okay. Never mind, I'm overdoing it. Oh, you're <laughs> right. you're it was right. making sense in my head, but it now, makes sense. nah, because people are gonna do what they want to do, and I think it's fear too. Yeah. I think people, it's either, either It's a combination of fear and insecurity, right? Because when you are amongst a lot of people, it's okay, like to put a light, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, people like it, it's okay for me to like it too. But if someone has something that's like close to you and it's like, oh, let me like this. I don't wanna be the first one to like it because what if I like it and someone else says, oh, this is trash, then I'm amongst (laughs) the ones that like it. You know what I mean? I think people are afraid of that. Or they could feel like, man, I don't wanna like this because I wish I was doing this and I don't wanna bring any light to that i mean it's there are possibilities out there and they're probably endless but i hope that after today's episode if you are that type of person (laughs) that you are motivated not to be that person anymore (laughs) be a supporter we gotta especially in our community we gotta support one
1: another i I mean all
0: communities i'm just gonna put it out there we need to
1: do it when it comes to that i stop caring if nobody else liked it because that's like somebody saying you got a nice what is it you got one of your favorite songs you got a a Sierra song that you thought was one of the best that somebody might think is trash. I could care less. You not liking it, it ain't gonna change my good mindset. Point. Or a movie. That's why I'll never take anybody's criticism of a movie or, or a song until I listen to it. Because what's your one thing gonna do? For, what's your one criticism gonna do for me? As long as you don't spoil it for me, yeah. I'm fine. Well,
0: if, if, I'm just saying if you like it. If you don't like it, that's cool. Don't like it, right? But if you do like it, you should support it. But if you... Don't like it, that's also fine, right? Because we're not obligate. I do not like cantaloupe. I will never, ever like cantaloupe. I will never get cantaloupe my like. My okay? God.
1: Did the cantaloupe like come for your family? It did. My it name. came
0: for my taste buds. <laughs> it did. So I'm not... I don't want nobody to force me into liking cantaloupe. But I will like avocado every day. Yeah. Okay? Uh-uh. See? So we all have differences. But I'm just saying... At the end of the day, if you like what you like, support it so that it can be out there.
1: people support the stuff that they don't like or they try to brainwash themselves into liking it because everybody else does. And that's the thing about our generation. It is the generation of follow the leader. And not in a good yeah. way around the civil rights time. We are following Malcolm X or following Martin Luther King Jr. We're following the leader. It could be the most stupidest thing. If everybody wants to get in a... If everybody... Loves the cult. Let's say the West side of the country likes the cult aspect and want to get into the Illuminati. Want to get into the Illuminati. (laughs) If what is it? The West starts migrating this way. This, what is it the south and the east and the north just gonna automatically like cults because everybody else like cults not even if they might not even know what a cult is representing yeah they're just gonna do it because everybody else is doing it.
0: that's so interesting that you brought up cult because if anyone interested i do have a book about cults <laughs> it's brown girl all caught up <laughs> i'm just
1: putting
0: uh, put, promotion kind of huh? huh nah <laughs> No, just because cults came into the conversation, I'm just putting some more information out there. But I'm done. I'm so done. I just want to thank you guys for listening. DeAndre, again, thank you for being here. It's my pleasure. This is the end of the Saltivity podcast. Enjoy it the rest of Oh, yeah. DeAndre working on the jingle, so that'll be coming
1: soon. We are Saltivity. <laughs> hey, Saltivity, hey, hey, hey. hey, hey, Oh, hey. oh. She got a little rhythm, not a lot, but, but a little bit It's a lot. <laughs>